1: You're listening to Rebeau & Co. Here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Louis ha ah, Monday edition of the show. Back in the saddle. Louis hang hanging out with you, Rebeau & Co. ESPN 680, 105.7. Thanks to Zach Cantrell keeping us... The seat nice and warm, and Diener for warming it up again this morning. Uh ESPN 681057. We'll get you through the week 10 to noon, two hours at a time here. Uh, as I mentioned, ESPN 681057. Good to be back uh, after a very, very nice week with my family uh, away from here. Uh, we needed passports the whole thing uh, welcome back louie immediately on the text line zach did a great job watch your six there it is all right
2: <laughs> yeah thanks for uh giving me the opportunity <laughs> the last week to there you go fill the seat how about that there you go
1: i i tried to give you as little um i tried to give you as little guidance as possible yeah because i knew you would try want to try things and I, I hope i hope you got to try it. They, i did All right. it worked out 6060 was the attendance for notre dame how about that
2: Six thousand. That's the one thing I did miss last week. I was like, I was waiting for the FOIA request
1: to watch that, to to that
2: debacle. You. My gosh.
1: Over 6,000, though. 6,000
2: people. How about what that? do you think it's going to be for uh, the rest of the year? Not great. <laughs>
1: I don't know. Oh, man. But, yes, of course, uh, you know, they're texting. Uh, Louis, they haven't They haven't fired Kenny. You failed us.
2: <laughs> I was seriously waiting I, the entire show Thursday I, just for that to happen.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of power. No, I don't. Never mind. No, you don't. Oh boy, uh, Dan Issel will join us uh, in about 20 minutes. Uh, we haven't had uh, his, uh, he haven't had his opinions on this uh, Kentucky basketball team, but we will have him. Uh, like I said, in about 18 minutes, we'll talk with him. We'll see how long uh, that segment lasts. Uh, Texter is a bum. Texter, what's this new show? Rabbit and Co. What happened to Cantrell and Co. Texter, uh, welcome back. Uh, UK was itself uh, win lose and uh, Louisville well itself another loss. Uh, Texter, welcome back, Louis. Text or any response to Zach renaming the show Relic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad y'all stuck through the week. That's great.
2: They did. That that's, just means people listen. No, so that's good. Nope it.
1: we've got we've got our little uh, the co is for community. We mean it, and uh, glad that people hung out uh, for the week. I'm not
2: saying it was a bum, but man. <laughs> Jake Deebler, baby, let's go. It's,
1: I say it often on this show all all coaches eventually it crashes and burns, and we may be seeing the beginning of the Izzo crash and burn. That we just might be. It's okay. It is what it is. Um, I I wish I were invested enough in those teams to fight you about it, but I'm just so obviously not, uh, which is all right. Textor, I wasn't
2: invested until two weeks ago, so I get you.
1: Uh, Texter Jordan told a rookie Kobe at the All Star game, "You could wear my shoes, but you'll never fill them." I did not say that to Zach. Um, I I <laughs> I did not do that. I have to ask Zach, and if this is an embarrassing question, I apologize in advance. Did you tell anyone you were sitting chair one for the week?
2: I didn't have to tell anybody. <laughs> no, but like your dad or a friend oh, yeah. or like I told him. Okay, okay. Yeah, I man. Well, good, we had, good. We, that's great. We had a running uh, joke with Biscuit on Friday about <laughs> oh Zach has to be in chair one now. Like, yeah, I did. He had fun with Skull though, right? Oh yeah, okay, oh yeah, okay, it good, was okay.
1: great. Yeah, yeah, all the guests were great. <laughs> good. Uh, well, I what's funny is I I try to when when I when I when I disconnect I try to really disconnect, and so it was one of those where I didn't even know who you had on the show. I really tried to stay away from it, and so I guess Entz came in Thursday? Entz came in That's Thursday. That's fantastic. Yeah, he just
2: texted me on Wednesday, like, oh, I'm, so I'm off this week and no invitation. I see how it is. So I, I'm like, okay. Come a texter, in, come Zach, you
1: did a nice job, but I didn't hear any sexy Canes reads. What's funny about that is Zach texted me. He's like, yo, I'm not even trying. Like No. <laughs> <Yo. laughs> I appreciate that very much. That's good. Some people wow. are masters at their craft and
2: cannot be duplicated. <laughs>
1: I'm good at like three things, and the Canes read is on that list. I'm letting you have that. (laughs) You can have that. You can have the chicken. Oh, man. Uh, by the way, uh, Zach mentioned the uh, the basketball over the weekend. We do have North Carolina Miami tonight on 680, 1057 after the bonus hour. Uh, as we get closer to March here, of course, we'll be carrying more and more uh, of those games. Uh, Miami score
2: more than Virginia did on. Se- so, watching the North Carolina Virginia game and the Alabama Kentucky game yeah. side by side, I'm like, this yeah. is not the same sport. What is this?
1: Sport. I remember a couple of years ago, Michigan State w- played a game in Iowa. I can't remember who won, but it was like 42 39. And I just remember thinking, this is not good for any kind of evolution of this game. This is not good. So, yeah, Nate Smith was rolling not in totally his bad.
2: grave over that game.
1: Uh, I have to know, t- did you tell Biscuit, I'm chair one today, Hoss? <laughs> I did not say Did you that. use the word Hoss? I didn't use the word Hoss. <laughs> that part's not true. I, I have to say, say I was surprised. Zach was actually happy to see me this morning. So whatever that's worth, um, I, I thought he'd see me and be like, "That bum's back." I, oh, I had this time.
2: If you need to take more vacations, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Texter Zach forgot to break down the rebel stakes on Friday. I think he deserves a reprimand. Texter, what's this? I thought Louie had been Waldy Pip. That's someone who's hung out with the show before. I appreciate you. Right. Oh man! All right, so let's get into it. I look, once in a while, teams do things and we react to the one-game sample size or we react to a two-game sample size, whatever it might be. We'll start with Kentucky because they played over the weekend. And they beat Alabama and they score 117 points doing it. All those things that we love. And I remember, and I was telling Zach in the back before the show, one of the best, and and I'm sure people are tired of hearing it, best, worst parts of this job, people around here really know their basketball. And they, they see things that are both, you would really have to dig to find them, but also very obvious, and people make them points of contention. Do you have the sounder for us? <laughs> From Green. <laughs> okay, good. So with Kentucky, who is five and 5-5 five in their last 10, by the way, we need to preface all of this by pointing out what the actual trend of the season is. Is that early on, the wins were piling up. And then recently, they've been 5-5. Five and five. Then they come out on Saturday and Justin Edwards has his game. And, you know, that that scorching five or whatever people are calling it as far as the lineup that can just score and score and score does exactly that. But as Denny Green once famously said, what did he say, Zach? What's that? What did Coach Green say after are, a game against the they Bears? They are who we thought they were. They are who they thought we were. They are who we thought they were. And that's who Kentucky is.
0: No, we, You know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the Bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like as bull? We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.
1: It's all time sound. Kentucky is who we thought they were. Tons of, tons of talent. Obvious offensive talent. And very specific lineups that are very good. But two things happen on Saturday that I think are interesting trends going forward. Because I talk about this five together. That is a very specific group. And it's Dillingham, Reed, Reeves, uh, excuse me, Dillingham, Shepard, Reeves, Edwards, and Zvonimir Evisic is the best scoring five Kentucky has played this season. Now, it's not surprising because Big Z's had those moments where it's just huge numbers and these kinds of things. But the top three and four... Of the six best scoring lineups all include Dillingham, Shepard, and Reeves. So it's actually those three that we need to concentrate on. Zach, 117 points scored on Saturday, a five-minute game for Aaron Bradshaw. That bench is shortening and not in the way that we thought. Aaron Bradshaw, I think we thought for a long time. One of those things that we noticed, that we were watching, that we were observing throughout the season was that. Aaron Bradshaw was probably going to have to be a lottery pick for this team to be really great. He's not going to be. Unless it's purely on potential. But nothing has happened this season to make Aaron Bradshaw a lottery pick. If I were a different host sitting in this chair 10 to noon, I would tell you that the kid shouldn't have gone to Kentucky. He should have gone somewhere else. Well, I think he'll be okay. DJ Wagner on a night when his teammates could not miss, goes one for seven from the field, misses all of his three-pointers, 0 for four. But it's that other lineup, the other people that are going to carry this team forward. And people have seen it for a long time. I was told over and over that Scal Edwards, old Justin Edwards, look, man, you just got to watch him play. He's better than what he's doing. And I think all of us could see that. We knew the talent was there. It's not that as far as the issue. With Edwards, it was always just production. It was his mental game. It was so clearly mental for him. So Saturday shouldn't come as a huge surprise against a team not playing great defense (laughs) when his team is in incredible rhythm on offense that he would have one of these games. Now, I want to be very clear about something before anyone thinks that I'm downplaying what Justin Edwards did on Saturday. 10 for 10, 4 for 4 is awesome. Frankly, if you closed a practice that way, you'd be like, holy crap, that's the best close of a practice I've ever had, let alone in a game against a team of Alabama's caliber. Who happens to be 19 and 8, 11 and 3 in conference? But like that, that Denny Green sound says, they are who we thought they were. This is who they have to be if they're going to win a bunch of games in a row to make a run in March. Now, Zach and I were talking about this in the back. This is the fascinating, infuriating part about this team. They catch in Alabama, they catch in Auburn, they can't miss. And I have a theory about this. Because when they don't catch an Alabama, when they don't catch an Auburn, when they play one of these bum teams that contributes to them being 5-5 five and five in their last 10, they don't perform as well. So I have a theory about why this is. I think when you play a team like Alabama, when you play an Auburn, those teams think, and they hear all the headlines, oh, Kentucky could score against anybody, best offensive team in the country. And a bunch of guys get in their feelings about that. We're going to just go play their style and go beat them up. And I think you saw that with both of the teams, basically, by the way, that are Alabama-based, Alabama and Auburn. They go to LSU, and, and the coach says, look, we got to play this way, and this is how we're going to win, and they do it. They play against a Mark Few team, they play like a Mark Few team, and they win. Florida plays the same style of Kentucky, so I don't know if that really counts, but they play that style, they end up winning. And Lamont Paris brings in his team, they play South Carolina basketball, and they do the damn thing. Now, South Carolina is a little bit of an outlier there, I want to be clear, because clearly South Carolina has turned themselves into one of the 20 best teams in the country. But at the time, they simply just played their game and won the game. Now, when they play other teams that can do this as well, they don't always win, but they mostly win the games. They played this game against Tennessee at home. They lost by nine, by 11, excuse me. They play this kind of game against Gonzaga at home, they lose. But, again, they turn around, they beat Auburn in their house. They beat Alabama at their house. So they are who they, we thought they were, and I think they're just going to have to outscore teams. I think that's exciting for fans, but it's also infuriating because if in the tournament defense tends to travel better or San Diego State makes the Final Four last year, not Arizona. FAU makes it playing solid defense. Creighton makes the Elite Eight playing solid defense. That's who made the tournament runs last year. Now, Miami didn't play great defense. They made the final four last year. So if you want a team very recently who's done it, you can look at the Laryngo-led Hurricanes who made the final four last year. It will be interesting to watch the next couple of weeks, which UK team shows up, especially because their next three games are one, Zach, that I think we would have just put in the win column before. A visit to Starkville, Arkansas at home, Vandy at home. Which one stands out in there to you, Zach? To me, no question. It's at Mississippi, it's Mississippi State tomorrow. State. Not even a question.
2: They've okay. beaten some quality teams Correct. this year. Arkansas, I don't have too much concerns about. Vanderbilt's the worst team in the SEC. If they're struggling in either one of those games, then it's a bigger conversation that we got to have. But Mississippi
1: State, State is 8-6 and six in the conference. They've won their last five games.
2: Would it shock anybody if they lost that game?
1: No. no. That's And that's the thing about this, is if Chris Jans gets Mississippi State to play their game.
2: Former Bowling Green legend, Chris Jans.
1: <laughs> My guy. <laughs> He should go back. It's a better job. Uh Texter, yeah, we beat a team with a 315th ranked defense. How about the NATO's U of L fans? I
2: that's the other thing I, is look, I, every Louisville coach that's been up for that I, job, Kentucky's swatting them away.
1: Swatting them away, yeah. That is funny.
2: So perfectly qualified to be the next Louisville coach, right?
1: Uh, Texter's Saturday also showed this team could win without DJ or Trey Mitchell doing anything. Okay. So that is the other part of Saturday. <laughs> Texture. okay i'm going to read this then i'm going to make my point about the <laughs> thank you text because this is great i didn't get to listen to the postgame show did gandolfo complain about edward's help side defense <laughs> 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 man this like i there's like five people that got that joke and i don't care because it's funny to me and that's it's called and go okay so uh this week um all right so The texter brings up a point that's on my sheet here, which is. I mentioned Bradshaw. He plays five minutes. Frankly, his addition to the stat line was that he had as many turnovers as points. (laughs) Onyedso plays 15. Thierry plays 16. Now, I don't want to do the thing where the two African guys are interchangeable and they're both 6'8 and they blah, blah, blah. And their names both end in O and whatever. But I think that's what we're going to see the rest of the year is those two guys just kind of sharing minutes. Okay. Come on, get Dan on already. <laughs> I need a missile missile. Look, 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 people. You can be patient for five minutes. You can do it. But DJ Wagner, just uh, very little actual contribution to the team on Saturday. And what's funny is, Zach, you and I have been fans, I'm sure, at some point of teams where there's a guy where the stat line just isn't great. But they're they're just helpful, like they're just they're just a good part of the chemistry of the team, whatever it might be.
2: So basically, the Aaron Craft Boy, That's not is a that bad what we're one. saying. That
1: is not a bad one. That is not a bad one. But that might be who DJ G- Wagner just is. Where some games he's great, some games he isn't. But he's just in. He's just stirring the drink, man. And I just I wonder how much going forward because of this team just needing to be an offensive team. Do you just get away from these guys and you have to stick with that five that we talked about? Now, I don't know about vC I'll be really clear. I really don't know what to do with him. He's so late to the game. If he were with the team the whole season, I think he'd be the guy. I mean, I think not just a, the guy because of his size, his range, everything. But he just joined the team so freaking late. But yeah, Texture makes a great point. I mean, to for Trey Mitchell to be out for these games is something that I was very wrong about. I assumed they needed him more than anyone else on this team, frankly, to have any kind of outcome like this. So again, don't want to poo-poo a hundred and seventeen point offensive outbreak when you score fifty-eight and fifty-nine points and a half. You never. I mean, Alabama was shot what fifty-six percent? They were down thirty remarkable stuff. It really is remarkable stuff. Uh, Texter, welcome back. It's my theory that uh, Cal experiments against lesser teams assuming a victory. Maybe. Or maybe this team just has the mental build, breakup or they are just they play well against good teams and poorly against bad ones. Uh Texter, any team's going to win if they shoot 70% for the game? I think UK will get knocked out of the tournament win a game because of defensive battle. That's the other side of this, man. And I'm going to ask Yus about this because it's... You, you, you live and die by what this team is, I think. And I think that's what Issel's going to say. I think he's going to say, look, they are what they are, and you just got to go outscore teams. Now, to be fair, he's also an ABA guy. <laughs> so that's just part of the deal.
2: <laughs> they didn't know anything about defense back in the old ABA days. There you go, baby. What was his name? his name was probably Ann Issel back in the day. No D. That's why Julius, Dr. J. No D. No D, baby. No D. Dan
1: man. All right. Well, Dan is next. Uh, reminder, North Carolina, Miami on our air here, six eighty one oh five seven at 645. The Kenny Payne Show, a private version, uh, will be at 7 o'clock on 93.9. Uh, here Paul Rogers over there tonight uh, on 93.9. Uh, as well, Jeff Wall's show tomorrow. Back-to-back losses for the old women's team over there at home. A little surprising there. Did you
2: see the- him gather the team at big court
1: yesterday? And tell him congratulations, you're that team. Yes. That's called coaching. Folks. That's coaching. That's coaching. Uh, Dan Essel, we talk to him next. ESPN 680-1057. Now... Here's Louis Rabot. All right, welcome back in. Rabot and Co. Here, ESPN 680, 105, 7. Got you till noon, Bobby V. After us, roundtable, 3 o'clock. We'll keep it local. 7 to 6, we'll get you through the week here uh, at ESPN. Louisville, reminder, Kentucky postgame. After the game tomorrow at Mississippi State, Gandolfo, Ed's Cantrell. Got you sometime around 9 o'clock for that Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show. Uh, if you want to shoot an elk, they've got an elk draw at their website. A man who lives near elk, his name is Dan Issel. <clears throat> Lots of, lots of concern on the text line that I'm bringing Dan in the first day that I'm back from vacation. But really, people, it's just Kentucky's a weird team. There's a lot of horses to talk about. And, and frankly, I just I, I miss talking to Isla on the radio. So there you go. Dan, how are you?
3: I'm doing great, Lewis. How are you doing? I see the bumper. I see the bumper music has changed. Just a little. Um just,
1: the the western and country days are, are no longer uh yes that's that's correct. Anyway, Dan Dassel with us. Uh, over there uh, is your wife sleeping?
3: Uh, no, actually, we are in Florida visiting uh, Sherry's sister and uh, our brother-in-law, and uh, it's absolutely beautiful here, and no, we're all up. It's, what is it, 1030? So we're
1: all up. Uh, Eastern time for Dan Issel this morning. Uh, good morning yeah. from Florida. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, I wanted to have you on because I get texts at least two, three times a week, my God, can you have Issel on? I need this team explained to me. Um what, what do you make of Kentucky this season? I'll leave it open that way, but also you know nice win against uh, against Alabama. You have to be a little jealous of these 117 point games.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, that's uh, you know they they're playing basketball the way basketball is is supposed to be played at, at least Louie on one end of the floor. Uh, I mean they've got uh, they've got some incredibly uh, talented offensive players. Um, you know, you never know what – I mean, Edwards, I guess, has been a little – no, not a little, a big disappointment. He, you know, there was talk last summer about him being first pick in the uh, NBA draft. Uh, but now, you know, he ha- finally has a game that everybody expected. You know, Z's been up and down. I, I, I guess the most consistent player uh, or players have, have been Reeves and and, and Shepherd. But uh, I'll tell you what bothers me, and and I don't know what's going on in college basketball. Um, I don't know, and I'd like to get your opinion on this. Is, is social media having an impact on sports? I mean, are these kids reading? Well, this is a game you got in the bag. This is a game you got no shot. I mean, how do you explain? How do you explain the that Slick Rick two uh, a week ago? said none of his players could guard anybody and then they hold Creighton yesterday, one of the best college basketball teams in the country, to twenty nine points in the first half. I just it, it it's not just Kentucky. Uh, all these teams have been wildly inconsistent.
1: Yeah, Dan Issel with us uh here RoboCo ESPN six eighty one oh five seven it is um <clears throat> it is the era Dan I think uh just with the the movement of players with the professional nature of, of college basketball now, I think you're just going to get more and more inconsistencies. And um, at the end of the day, I think you'll get Final Fours that are, are full of the best players. But I, I do think, like you're, you're pointing out here, the teams that are really willing to buckle down on defense are the ones that beat Kentucky, right? It's when they play this up-and-down style against teams that are trying to run with them that they beat them, right? The teams yeah. that are willing to defend to get them, against them do beat them this season.
3: Yeah, and and you know, you, you defense, uh, you know, you can be good on defense, and now offensively, uh, you know, you're gonna you're gonna go up and down, uh, but if you play defense uh, well, you're gonna be in every game, and that's what concerns me about this Kentucky team. I mean, sure, you know, they ran Alabama out of the gym, Alabama still shot fifty seven percent from the floor and scored ninety some points uh, in a, this is a defense that gave up what forty nine points in the second half at lSU and you know what I keep thinking about, Louie is Antonio Reeves against Kansas State going over the first thirteen from the three point line mm. and if this team if this team has a game where they can't make a basket. And it happens. It happens to all all teams, even great teams. If this team has a game they can't make a basket, they are not going to win.
1: Dan Essel with us here. We're Bowen Co. ESPN 680, 1057. Um, question for you then. I mean, how would you approach this the rest of the season? It sounds like you're very not jealous of what Cal has to do the next couple of games. We saw something interesting on Saturday, at least, Dan, which is that Aaron Bratchell only played five minutes. In in a game where Kentucky still scored 117 points, you know DJ Wagner's one for seven from the floor. Can't I mean can't can't make a three if he's shooting in the ocean, as the kids would say. Um, is this just a team given who they have on the roster that just is going to have to try to play this kind of game and hope they can do it six times in a row?
3: Well, you know, Louis, that's why you can't get carried away. I mean, uh, with with all these five star prospects uh Aaron Bradshaw uh, how Aaron Bradshaw was a five star it, it 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 fascinates me uh he's he's not good louis mm. i saw him i saw him against alabama try to set a screen with his side and i and i thought i said that can't be right and i even had my brother-in-law run it back he tried to set a screen with his the side of his body i mm. uh, you know the arrow, what was the arrow, a three star. The arrow's better than than you know half the kids on the roster. So mm. you you just can't get carried away with that. You have to put kids out there and if they play and I think that's what Cal's gotten to, if they play well, they get they get to play. If they're not playing well, they they sit next to him and and that's really that's the way it should be whether you were a five-star or a no-star.
1: Uh what do you think happens here the the rest of the season, Dan? I mean, it, what's your sense of their ceiling, their their floor, I mean, obviously they've got, you know, this was something where I was pointing out they're 5-5 five and five in their last 10. And, you know, a trip to Mississippi State should just be a write-off, no problem, and then a home game against Arkansas, write-off, no problem, etc. But, you know, at Mississippi State, Arkansas home, Vanderbilt home, at Tennessee leading into that SEC tournament, do you think they can get, I mean, gosh, I'm looking at the standings, just, I mean, they're, they're a full game behind Auburn for a top four seed of the SEC tournament. Do you think they can get there?
3: Um, yeah, well, you know, I, I expect them to go three and one the rest the rest of the regular season. Now, uh, is that good enough to get in the top four? I I don't know. I mean, you know, Auburn's likely. Look at look at how they played against against us at Auburn. So you never you, you never know what these other teams are going to do. I would say right now. Uh, in looking at what's left, I would say they they'll have a difficult time getting in the top four. But uh, you know where where do they? Let, let's say they go three and one uh, the rest of the way, uh, and they lose in the semifinals of the SEC tournament. So I think that makes them twenty something and ten. What kind what what kind of a seed do you think Louis gets that? Gets them uh, in the NCAA tournament.
1: 22 uh, five? and 10. Yeah, 5 or 5 or 6. Yeah, something like that. Yep.
3: Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, you, you know, it's, it's uh, I I think. I, I think that uh the, the fans uh, of Kentucky and and rightfully so, you know, you talk about these great recruiting classes. Um, you know, if this if this team doesn't get to Sweet Sixteen Elite Eight, I think it it'll be a very disappointing season.
1: Uh what is what do you think that conversation looks like if they lose in the round of thirty two, Dan?
3: In the round of what?
1: Thirty two.
3: Uh I think you're going to have a lot of disgruntled people. I think you'll I, I think you'll you'll do the same thing that they did this year. You wipe the state clean. Uh, you know the the th- three four five of them will be in the NBA draft. Two or three of them will be in the transfer portal, and you just start all over with a new team again next year. And you and I have had this discussion. I I don't think that works anymore. You do. Yep. Uh, we'll see. But um, you know that you look around. Uh, you know you look at Connecticut and you look at Purdue and uh, you know some of these other top teams. Uh, they don't. They don't have five new guys every year.
1: Uh, texter, uh, Dan. I hope retirement's treating you well. Have you been to any Kansas games yet?
3: Uh, not yet. <laughs> Not yet, but my you know, I still have a good supply of Kansas t shirts so when that <laughs> when that runs when that runs when that runs low back I'll, to Lawrence, I'll, yeah. head, I'll head back to Lawrence, yeah, Dan would rather drive eight <laughs>
1: hours than actually pay for a t-shirt, so there you go. Um, what I you know, we talk about this you know round of thirty two or or what what this team will do in March is Dan Issel? I get this text a lot at least. You know, if Cal can't win with this group, what team is he going to win with? Does Dan have any of those kinds of thoughts?
3: Well, I, I, I don't know. You know, I, uh, he, he's he takes an awful lot of criticism, and and anybody who coaches at the University of Kentucky is is going to take this criticism. I, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but uh, Kentucky won. Uh, Joe Hall's championship, his championship was in St. Louis. And, uh, and, and a friend of mine happened to be after the game, happened to be riding up an elevator. Have I ever told you this story? No. And, and, and there were four Kentucky fans. Now, my, my friend just happened to be in St. Louis. He wasn't at the game or wasn't part of it. Uh, but he was riding in the elevator. Uh, with four kentucky fans uh after the champ after they won the championship and one of the kentucky fans was complaining about one player not getting enough minutes <laughs> <Of course. laughs> they had just won the national championship and there was still criticism so uh you know it's always going to be that way i i don't know how uh, how much money does cal have to make uh, he's what 65 um Adolph was there till he was 70. Um, you know, I guess the competitive nature and the ego that you have to have to coach at Kentucky yeah. is going to make you stay there till you think you can win another one, but uh, you know, I I think that that's uh, that that's part of Coach Cal's legacy. I think he has to not win another championship or, you know, he just fits in with uh Eddie Sutton and, and uh, it, well, I know Eddie didn't win with uh, right. with Tubby Smith, who uh, you know won one championship while they were there.
1: Um, oh, man, where do I want to go with this? A lot of good text on the text line. By the way, uh, shout out to that title game in St. Louis. That's where Goose Givens uh, cemented his place as the best player in Kentucky history. That was great. Uh, <laughs> one of those great nights in Kentucky basketball history. Uh, did they, you did you think they, we'd you read, get?
3: To- they call me Goose
1: duck Issel with us here on uh 680 the um all right we call you the horse i think uh i think i'll ask one more uh kentucky question and then we'll get into the horse racing because i know you have thoughts um they are actually probably going to be dogs going into starkville tomorrow night did you think that was the going to be the case when we saw this team running around in december for example
3: uh no no, but but Mississippi State, uh, what, what have they won? Seven in a row, or something like that. Yeah. Um, well. But uh, but you know this is this is one that uh, if if I was a gambling man, I'd bet on Kentucky. I mean, who thought they could go into Auburn and beat that team? So uh, you know, I, the stranger things have happened for sure. But uh, no, you wouldn't think Kentucky would be a, a, a dog at uh, at Starkville.
1: The uh, they've had a couple of these games this year, Dan, uh, where it reminded me of our Arkansas argument last year where they didn't have Kasem or Xavier Wheeler, and I was like, aren't you Kentucky basketball? Aren't you supposed to? And then they won the game, and then you and I argued about net rankings for 20 minutes or something. And uh, <laughs> that Auburn game reminded me of that game where everyone was like, they're not going to win at Auburn. Auburn's a buzzsaw right yep. now. And they just went down there, and that, yep. frankly, they were never not winning that game.
3: No, no. That was from... Uh... From the tip-off, that was that was Kentucky, and uh, and and that that goes back to what I was saying before. Uh, you know, Kentucky got great platitudes for their defense uh, at at Auburn, and it was better than it's been most of the year. But still, Auburn had an awful lot of wide-open shots that just didn't go in that night.
1: Are you jealous that I get to talk Kenny Payne in this Louisville Cardinals team? <laughs>
3: Hey, what about Bosic? I, I think uh, Bosich might be on Kenny's payroll. Uh, you, you know, they're they're like threatening that he could get t- uh, two of the top twenty recruits if he if he if he stays in the job. I love that article, <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dan. If you had a Monday morning moron, who would it be? Do you think?
3: Yeah, I, you know, I, it'd be it'd probably be Rick. <laughs> that would- I'm sure one. I'm sure one of those uh, prospects, although, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the, the names were withheld to protect the innocent. But uh, I'm sure one of those two is Carter Knox. And I wouldn't be so sure that Carter Knox is going to Louisville, Kenny Payne or no.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you, Dan. That was a lot of good stuff right there. Um, horses, uh, do you have a Kentucky Derby favorite? And which prep was a better quality prep, the Risen Star or the Rebel?
3: He, you know um i i'm i'm going to go with the rebel cuz that that horse uh that horse has uh, timberlake uh had had been really really um impressive as a 2 year old uh, except for the dud that he threw in at at Santa Anita um, and he comes back very first start of the year. I thought he won impressively. I, I thought that, uh, you know, he he looked like a horse that could use the race. And I think he's, you know, the way that Brad trains, he's just going to take a step forward from there. Sierra Leone uh, obviously is a re- really nice horse. I mean, he cost $2.3 million. Um But, you know, you you know, Louie, watching the derby, the derby is seldom won by a dead closer, a horse that comes from the back. I mean, you've got to be in the race and you've got to be within a couple lengths of the lead uh, when they turn for home to have a chance. So, um, you know, today I I would pick Timberlake over Sierra Leone.
1: Well, there you go. All right, Dan, do you have anything else you need to tell the uh, listening public in Louisville, Kentucky? Uh, just one. Did you say you returned from vacation? I took a week off last week. I did. Yeah. How about that? Do you remember you sat in with uh, Gandolfo during February last year?
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I worked there for three years and never <laughs> had a vacation.
1: Well, he's Dan Issel. Thanks for joining us today, Dan. We'll uh, talk to you. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, uh, you, you, you were very. Uh, you're like my dad. You suck at being retired. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I'm having a pretty good time. Right? <laughs> What part of Florida are you in? Uh we are in Venice. Oh, how about that?
3: Okay. About an, about an hour south of Tampa.
1: Oh yeah. There you go. Well, that's the good that's the good yep. stuff. Um well uh okay. lots of very positive responses on the text line. People miss you very much. One question that I've actually gotten numerous times, how do you feel about how Dillingham shoots free throws?
3: Um well I think <laughs> I guess you know free throws are kind of an individual thing. I don't think there's any correct way to to, to do it. The, the to me the the thing about free throws has always been consistency. Hmm. I mean, uh, you know, I played basketball for a long long time, Louie. And if you look at any of the of the films that are obviously in black and white, uh I I bounced the basketball four times every time I shot a free throw. Uh, Alex English, I remember, used to take the ball around behind his back. Mm. Um, you know, what, whatever you do, do it consistently. And, you know, if it goes in, you can't argue with it. There you
1: go. Well, he's Dan Issel. If you are in Venice and see a very tall man, uh, it's probably Dan. How about that? Uh, we will talk to him uh, at some other point. Uh, Dan, good luck. Are you betting anywhere today on the horses?
3: Uh, no. Uh, we, uh, St. <laughs> Benedict's Prep. Uh, runs Wednesday uh, 8 to 1 on the morning line, but she's training great uh, up at Turfway. And then we bought a horse um, earlier this month, we bought a horse whose uh, half-sister is in the stake Friday at Turfway. So... uh, Dazzling dictator. So we get some black type there. We'll be some happy boys.
1: Well, there you go. Uh, texter. Well, we'll let you out on this one. Did you drive or did you fly to Florida?
3: No, uh, you know we we we, we had some <laughs> kind of tailwind coming in here. We left Denver and landed in Tampa in two and a half hours. And I told Sherry, "Isn't that amazing? It would have taken us three and a half days to drive." It. And, <laughs> And and she's like, yeah, I know, Tampa. Dan, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so no, Denver to Tampa is a little too far to drive. <laughs>
1: well, Dan, I have very mixed feelings about you, but tell your lovely wife that I said hello, okay? I will certainly do it. Thanks, Lou. <laughs> All right, Dan, talk to you soon. Dennis, there you go. All right, I wanted to say one thing, and hang up because I don't want him to hear it. I hope, and I know many did, but I hope that people in this market appreciated the fact that Dan did as much radio here as he did the way that he did. So the only equivalent I can come up with, based on, you know, my personal whatever, my 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 personal fandom, is if Magic Johnson was on doing radio in my hometown from his house and like invited you in and like his wife jumped on the air once in a while and these that's that's who Issel is, right? And the fact that we just got to hang out with him while he did radio in his basement. His wife brought him coffee like this. That's It's outrageous how awesome that is. And I and I hope other people appreciate it as much as I did. Uh, reminder again, uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife postgame show tomorrow night. Uh, the guys will have you around 9. Check them out. Elk Draw on the website for Kentucky Fish and Wildlife right now uh, as well. Indiana, Wisconsin tomorrow. How about that? Uh, 645 ESP at 680, 105.7. It's a lot of playing. How about that? Um, with Dan joined PETA. These texts. I forget the kind of text we used to get when Dan did the show. More <laughs> it's just the best political conversations. So there you go. Even ISIL doesn't know what to do with this team. There you go. I feel a little better about my analysis. Uh, Zach's reacts. We do it next here. At ESPN 680 1057. You are listening to Reboe & Co. here on ESPN 680-1057. Now, here's Louis Rabot right, Hi, welcome back in. Reboe Co. here, ESPN 680-1057. We got you till noon. Bobby V. After Us, roundtable, 3 o'clock here. Uh, ESPN Louisville, we take you 7 to 6 local every day. Uh, get you through your work week here. All right. Um, thanks to Dan Issel for joining us in the, fi- in the previous segment. Uh, that is the Dan Issel of UK basketball, uh, not the other one, just so people know. That'd be great if there's just some other dude named Dan Issel walking around. He's seventy three or something. Just has to deal with that. Are you? Are you that? No, I'm five eight. Leave me alone. <laughs> man, oh man, bunch of good texts. Appreciate you 437-9680. Keep coming. UPS jobs text line. Appreciate everyone too. By the way, who uh, texted and welcome back. Those are very kind and uh, appreciate you hanging out with the show and and dealing with Zach all week. Um, all right, time for Zach's reacts. Let's go. It's time for Zach's reacts. On Rabo and Co. We'll
2: have plenty of reacts coming up on the V show. I'm taking that shameless plug. That'll be Monday and Wednesday from 12 to 3. Shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug. But anyway.
1: More so, talking for Zach next. That's right.
2: <laughs> so for my reacts this week, can yeah. we stop the pearl clutching about the court storming? It is the most pointless conversation in the world. Kyle Filipowski got hurt against Wake Forest. It's not like he it, he might have sprained his ankle. Okay. It's not like he got knocked over and got a concussion or anything life-altering or season-altering or whatever. It's a sprained ankle. Plus, he kind of did a little forearm shiver into a guy. It's like Caitlin Clark when she flopped on the court against Ohio State when they stormed the floor earlier in the season. Court storming is part of what makes college basketball unique. It is fun. It is college kids getting to celebrate a big upset win or a conference championship or a big win. That is part of what makes college sports different than professional sports. It is the dumbest conversation we have, and we are at the point now where – You have a couple of things happen, and now we have to overcorrect. Everybody has to have a take. Oh, we can't do court storming. We can't storm the field. Come on, guys. It is the dumbest conversation. It is the lowest form of denomination as far as conversation in the sports world is concerned. Let's have fun. Sports is supposed to be fun. This isn't supposed to be serious. We're not talking about the South Carolina primary here. We're talking about people running on the floor to celebrate a big win and just enjoy it. Okay, can we just have a moment where people get to have fun without the media and everybody trying to crap all over it? (laughs) That's all I got to say about that.
1: (laughs) It's came on and you turned into a 75-year-old man. How about that? That's great. I agree with you, by the way.
2: <laughs> no, I. Um, this is the opposite of old man yelling at the clouds. You, so you know, I talk
1: about you know programs with standards on this show. How you know that Duke is the standard in college basketball for for the national folks? Yeah, is that no one brings this up until that? Caitlin Clark has her moment, and by the way, you couldn't do that one because once they release the other view of that yes. with her forearm shivering, someone and then flopping. Let's call it what it is. You couldn't use that as the reason for court storming.
2: I just... There are certain I programs that so shouldn't do it, by the way.
1: Interesting. Kentucky,
2: okay. Kansas, like the elite programs, you should not be storming the court. But if
1: you're Wake Forest and you beat Duke, have at it. Now, I, Here's you know, why I disagree with you. I want to do one real quick thing. So yeah. you mentioned Kentucky. I'll just go to Kentucky because we're here. I absolutely think that if they win the, the outright you, you know, regular season championship at Rupp, and the and they don't storm the court, but the kids go out on the court to celebrate. Yeah, that's I, fine. That's totally fine with me because sure. something we lose in this conversation about college sports especially is a huge part of the fan base is only there for four years, mm-hmm. and then they're not in the same fan spot that they could be. So I'll give an example. I don't live anywhere near where I went to college, so I don't get to go to those games anymore, right? But when I was in college... I went to a ton of them, right? I think you got to let kids do that kind of stuff. Text her, storm uh, court storming is totally unnecessary and silly. It's a, it's dumb to even make an argument in favor of it. You could celebrate and enjoy while well being in your seat uh, that you paid for it. Uh, text her, no, Zach, we cannot. Text her. Um, yeah, no, no, nope, nope, nope. Uh text her, LSU stormed the court last Wednesday, and now we have to give UK the fine, LOL. Yeah, that's about right. I, um... Same texture, by the way. If there was another oh, Dan Issel, he'd man. get... <laughs>
2: um,
1: if there's another Dan he'd get boomed on Boomer and Geo is a good text. That's a That's good great. text. That is a Randy Moss reference, and that is a very, very good text. Um, I think we should have the white Randy Moss on this show just as a joke.
2: I'm surprised you haven't.
1: I mean, I know him. Yeah, right. I was going to say, like, barely. Of all the I shows,
2: you would have him on.
1: Barely know him. I should be very careful about how I say that. I mean, I... Randy and I are friendly, whatever. You're not um,
2: Stephen A. Smith where you guys are. He's not gonna friends. eat at my
1: house. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> He's a dear friend of mine. Dear friend, yeah, we dude.
1: have we have eaten together many times Many? No. Some, yes. I've also randomly been on like the same like airport um <laughs> airport uh shuttle, <laughs> that kind of stuff after big race days. Um Kevin, agreeing with you, uh, teams said if won national ties definitely should not storm the court. You're supposed to expect your team to win. Storming the court means you're surprised uh, that your team won. I do think there's a nuance there where you could go out and, and dance around and celebrate like a conference championship or something. I, I think that's totally I think there's
2: acceptable. a couple of exceptions. I think that's yeah. an exception. Yeah. I think like if you hit a half-court shot to win a game, yeah, go ahead. Storm the court.
1: <sighs> Depends per- on who he, you
2: did it against. It,
1: Kentucky against, uh, do, do, let's say... Let's play. Well, Let's. Duke did it in
2: like 2006, and they hit a half-court shot. Kentucky's Virginia down pay. 10
1: with 10 to play against Arkansas in a couple days. They and then Scal Edwards hits a yeah, mid-court shot. Not
2: Arkansas. Okay. No. Okay.
1: <laughs> Texter Cal or excuse me, Cal. Good lord, Kentucky didn't storm the court when they uh, went 31 to 0. That is
2: that is true. No, because they have standards.
1: Save Texter. Save Texter. is the best. He is the best. Dana. Are they
2: going to storm the court over here when they get when Louisville wins like 20 games again? <laughs> when they get the 20th win, are we storming the court? Oh, I hope not. They should they should have stormed the court for every win in the KPR.
1: Speaking of the court storming and, and standards and all this stuff, obviously the Crawford column drops yesterday. Did you have a reaction, Zach? Did you guys talk about it? Was it out by SMH?
2: We didn't have SMH yesterday because Nick oh, had his noon game and failed uh, Phil just be kid. Yeah. Yep. So everybody got Is there a,
1: a name for that thing yet? Chloe. It's a girl. Yes. Oh, good for Phil. Phil needs girls. That's kind of my that's my that's your baby take? That's my baby take about Phil Baker. There you go. I can see him being a kick-ass dad, number one, it's and official. number two for girls especially.
2: It's official. We have a take on everything.
1: <laughs> I have both. I know what it's like. Uh, Taxi, you, you should have DeSantis on to talk about the race. Oh, he'll be on Friday. Don't worry.
2: <laughs> Ron has thoughts on the race? <laughs>
1: Come on, will. Get, I will do some horse racing as well uh, later in the show. Texture I'm fine with court storming after a minute. Uh, but uh, after a minute, let the teams get off the floor. Well, I think that's also a thing, too. It's like in the scenario I'm describing for Kentucky, I'm using them on purpose or in Indiana or Louisville, frankly. If they win the conference title and they do the handshake line and then you go out, I, I think that's... It's just, a, it's just a celebration, then. That's what they need to do. They need to do
2: a thing where they give a team like a second to get off the floor. If it's the game's over, let's just let get the opposing team off the court. Come on,
1: Taxter. Enough local interest. Uh, let's talk spring training baseball. Damn it. <laughs> That's uh, Zach's got you for three hours. Don't worry, You got that your... Lots of
2: spring, spring training, training, training baseball. Talk. How about
1: that? <laughs> I did so in college. Um, I didn't, I didn't have the parents that were like, here's, here's a flight to Bermuda or whatever. Uh, I had the, hey, Dad, can I borrow the minivan to drive to Florida? Dad? And they always said yes, which is, like, awesome. So we would take the – this is back in the day. We would take the middle benches out of the van <laughs> and just have a back bench, a bunch of storage space, and then uh, the two guys sitting up front of the buckets. And we would go to spring training games. Because back then, no one went to spring training. Now it's like a thing. you see these huge crowds at these games, which is great. Whatever, do your thing. I don't care what people go to. But no one went to these games. It was like 4 bucks, And we'd go to, like, Expos games. (laughs) That kind of stuff. It's like $4. You got Larry Walker, uh, Vlad Guerrero, Pedro Martinez in the same game for $4. All right, Los Expos. Oh, Los Expos. Man, I went to so many of their games. But anyways, the – but just – just that whole culture around spring training, it was it was very fun in the past. I just now my my current life, I just can't uh, I just can't make those trips as often. So, um, Texter Crawford and Bozich drop articles back and forth like it's a battle rap. <laughs> rap.
2: What would be the Little rap, rap equivalent to that? Eminem versus MGK.
1: Are we, I was going to say, are we, are we just going to do the white guy thing, or are we going to actually do like a rap? We
2: can do an actual rap. I was just, <laughs> this like, was an actual rap. Like 50
1: rap. and... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> just do the white guy. Like proof? Is it Bubba Sparks versus Sparks? Eminem, is it? Bubba Four three seven versus <laughs> <laughs> Both versus <it's just>
2: Eminem. is MGK. <laughs>
1: well. I, look, we'll get to that article. I'll do, I'll, I'll do that at 11. But there is – because actually, I'm going to – you know what? This Here's your tease. I'm going to put up for Bozich. I'm going to put up for Bozich. I'm doing it. No, no. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Because I, I I, try not to be Pollyanna about this job because I, I do. I love doing this so much. I really do. I try not to be Pollyanna about it. But Rick Bozic is doing something really important right now, and we're going to talk about it. He's doing something really important. Texture, I did not see the article. Are you going to say, what is it about? Are you just going to keep referencing it without giving us any context? Uh, so the the Bozich article was about Kenny Payne's current recruiting efforts. And the Crawford article was about what the actual standards are here for Louisville basketball. Texter, can we also get a reaction to Cam Newton fighting off like eight dudes? Oh, we're talking about that too, yes. You know what we're going to do today? We're going to fight. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, plus, 25 years ago, Texter says you could sit back and chat with the players at spring training. 100% true. I remember guys would come out and they... Oh, gosh, who was it? Um, there was a first baseman for the Cardinals back then. and I cannot remember his name. No, I apologize. And he wasn't the starter, but he was very clearly going to be on the bench for the season. One of these guys... You know, back when the National League, the pitchers were still hitting, so they needed pinch hitters. He was one of these guys. And... He would just come out and like if you brought your glove. They like before between innings, they would just play catch with people in the crowd. Hundred no, percent. No, no, it was it was a, it was a very casual environment back in the day, and it's just now the games are on ESPN. It's just different. It just is. So, all right, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back for the 11 o'clock hour. I defend Rick Bozich. Uh, some reminder of some programming around here uh, at ESPN 680 1057. Uh, do, do, do Jeff Wall show tomorrow uh, at Parlor in J-Town, 7 o'clock on 93.9, right after the Cardinal Insider with our friends across the hall here at ESPN Louisville on 93.9. The Bill uh, partners over there with the University of Louisville. Wednesday, Louisville at Duke Bellerman playing Lipscomb. We'll have those games back-to-back. Louisville, of course, over on 93.9 pregame starts at 530 and lipscomb coverage starts here at 745 and six eighty one oh five seven. seven. rick bozich the genius we talk about it next